Welcome back to the Daily Telegraph NRL podcast special edition. I don't have Phil Rothfield and Michael Karianis this time around, thank goodness. I might actually get a word in this time. Uh, leading into the NRLW season, Parramatta Ill star, Samaya Taufa. How are you going? I'm going good. How are you? Good, good. It's great to have you here. We're here at the Fox League launch at Combank Stadium, which is great because this is your home ground. Uh, not a crowd here at the moment, but what a fantastic stadium. It's incredible. I've been fortunate enough to play on this great stadium. Um, I, we had the city country here last year and it was a great way to to be at a stadium for the first time ever and just be amongst the crowd and just to see how spectacular it is with how close you are to the fans and how loud it gets, regardless of the amount of fans you do have um, seated outside. Yeah, it's it's a crazy place. I've been here a few times. Uh, our producer, Gavin, won't like me saying this, but the first time the Eels ran out against the Tigers and put the sword through them, 30,000 fans, unbelievable. Can't wait for... NRLW season to start, February 27, but obviously round three, your triple header facing the Titans here at Combank, that's got to be one you've marked on the calendar. Yeah, it's going to be a highlight for many of us with our families being able to access or and be here with us. And, and it's been the first ever inaugural, being the first ever inaugural NRLW Parramatta Eels team is incredible to showcase that with the depth of the support that we do receive from our men's squad and to be able to run out on the same day on the same venue with, with incredible athletes will be um, exciting and to have our family be a part of that journey with us um, just makes that extra special. Yeah, now I don't want to put too much pressure on you early, but geez, you've put together a pretty good roster at the Eels for the inaugural season in NRLW. Um, a lot of pressure on you to win it this year, do you think, or how are you going into it? I think we go into the mentality of focusing each week on what we can control as a team and making sure that we put the best product on that field that week and each week we challenge ourselves to be better and to challenge each other to bring out the best in um, each other and I think if we take each week as it comes and not get too caught up or what's going to happen the week after or what's going to happen the next day or anything that's happening in the media that's out of our control that we just be present in the moment and focus on what we need to do to execute our game plan. Right. Now, what brought you over from the Roosters? You've had a couple of years there and Parramatta have sprung up. How did that come about? My journey through rugby league, and I've always been proud of where I've come from, from being in Western Sydney. Um, for me, when the first ever inaugural um, NRLW team was announced in 2018, it was the Roosters, Broncos, Warriors um, and St George Dragons. And for me, I, I went with the Roosters because at that time, like they felt, I felt like a family there and I'll, I'll be forever grateful for the opportunities that they've provided for me and my family. Um, but I was always proud of where I come from and I really wanted to give back to the community and to the young talent that's coming through out of Western Sydney. And when Parramatta announced that they'll have a women's NRLW team, I was really excited. Um, I was more excited for the opportunity for other players I've been able to be part of the game long enough to see how it's evolved and how it's made experiences for each female uh, memorable. And I just want that same opportunity for young girls um, out here in Western Sydney. Yeah. Speaking of excitement, I caught it on Instagram the other week. All the NRLW women, all your teammates, the video that's gone viral, uh, I've spoken about it with a lot of people. If you haven't seen it, everybody, get on the Parramatta Eels Instagram page and have a look. 
you guys were going nuts uh, post training. Talk me through that because it seems like for what's been a really disjointed um, build up to what is you know two seasons in, in in one year, you've got a really good camaraderie there early. Yeah, and, and, and that's what's brought the team together even more is the fact that our competition had kept on getting delayed and delayed. And majority of our girls do live out of Western Sydney. We're heavily hit with the COVID situation with being like those red spot areas that we had to severely be in lockdown and what kept us through that was our zoom sessions and our chats and our whatsapp chat group which sort of encouraged each other to keep training and and be really resilient as a group um we've got really fun characters in our group with so much personality and so much talent um that a lot of that Instagram where you sort of see the group come together and the way they speak to each other and the way they hype each other up it's just their personalities coming out and it's great for me to see I'm a pretty introverted person so I like to just stay to myself and um sort of do my own thing um but it's great to see that there's the opportunity and there's the platform there for girls to be themselves um and that's what we want to build there and um it happens to get a little insight on what we do at training yeah we have a little fun here and there and the cool thing about that the girls came up with it themselves so they came together and they came up with with the I'll say the team celebration at the end and it's just to celebrate what we've achieved in that training session and to celebrate the little wins we we talk about the bigger wins by winning the game but if we do the right things leading into when we celebrate those moments and just makes it much more memorable mm, yeah you talk about that team camaraderie how important was that and and talk me through a little bit when the season got postponed late last year because um obviously that was that was tough um but also i think border restrictions and lockdowns made it really difficult for i mean would you, you yourself would you have been able to commit to the nrlw season at that point speaking to me for me personally i would have been able to commit to that um schedule but i know i do understand players families and their work commitments came into play for that as well but for us players we we do what's best for the game and um at that time it was just waiting to have an answer yeah i think yeah. we we worked really hard and it kept on getting postponed after the postponement and we sort of didn't have that light at the end of the tunnel and it just felt like we we're chipping away chipping away for the unknown and for nrl to come up with the announcement that it has been delayed i think we were at relieved because of the fact that we knew um that there was going to be a competition that it was just held at a later date um but yeah now, I saw you chatting with Jess Sergis uh, out here before. <laughs> Obviously, she's moved from Dragons to your former club, the Roosters, there. Uh, any sledging going on, or was she asking you about how things are going at the Eels, or, or you know, how things were at, her, at your former club, the Roosters? I think she, she, Jess is great, like awesome human. So she just came up and spoke about just how everything is going at Para and vice versa. Like I've just checked on how she's going at Roosters and she's just bought a new home. Um, so that was good to check up on Jess and see how she's going. We haven't been able to see each other due to COVID. Um, so to be able to just have a small conversation just to see how we're both travelling in our respective teams. We both made that move and made that commitment um, to develop the women's game and spread the talent um so it was good just to just to chat to her to see how everything was going yeah a lot of new homes for a lot of players this season 
Brisbane have obviously dominated the first couple of years of NRLW. Are they the benchmark? Are they the team to beat this year? What are your thoughts on the opposition at this point? You would be silly not to put Broncos up there as the benchmark. You know, they didn't win two back-to-back seasons for or three back-to-back seasons for no reason. Um, their culture that they've built there and, the, and their leader that they have holding that for them with Ali Brigginshaw is spectacular. Yeah. And you, you can't fault that. So if you... If you don't see Broncos as your team to be, it's it's confusing to me because they're the benchmark. You don't their team stayed rock solid with the whole player movement. There's a couple that's, that's left, but their core group um, has stayed together and they're taking charge. I've seen a couple of their posts. They look fantastic. Um, they look like a team. They look like a solid unit. But I know every team in the NRLW is gunning to take them down. So we've expanded to six teams at the moment, which is great. What are your thoughts on expansion? Um, quicker the better. How's the talent um, coming up through um, state? Uh, Tasha Gale Cup, I mean, that's that's been running the last couple of weeks. We've, we've seen some really competitive score lines there. Should we be looking at expansion even further now? I think expansion's in the window, but we also need to ensure that our grassroots is coming up and the pathways there is is rock solid. Um, we don't want the women's game to expand too quick where we're not able to filter the talent through to make it like a respective scores and, and stuff like that. Um, I know that the Tasha Gale has kicked off, but it's only the second year into their 13 side game. Yep. Um, and just to hone in on the talent we do have coming up through the grassroots, whether it's in Queensland, whether it's in New South Wales, you've got North Queensland that has just started that, that oh, I'm trying to remember my bad, that they've just entered a team at the PHP comp. Yep. Um, and if we continue to grow that, um, that would lead into the question of expanding the women's um, competition even further. We've got six teams, we'll see how that goes and hopefully we have a Warriors come back and possibly a Queensland team come in. Yep, but then yep. with the women's game continuing to evolve every year, it's, it w- wouldn't be a shocker to see a new team come in. We'll be back with more right after this. G'day, it's Matty Johns here from the Matty Johns Podcast. Now, each week on a Wednesday, I'm going to talk rugby league, bringing listeners to the very latest from the NRL, including insight analysis from one of the sharpest minds in the game, Cooper Cron. Plus, on Fridays, we'll bring you inside the Johns family household. When I googled electric eel, it came up with the most frequently asked questions. First one was, can I power my house with electric eels? <laughs> Whether it's uh, NRL or laughs, there's something in this podcast for everyone. Search for the Matty Johns Podcast wherever you get podcast how excited are you you're only days out from the season it's, it's finally here you were t- speaking before about how the delay and and the mental toll that would have taken but you're almost there and, and round one's going to be huge um triple header uh, you've got the knights round one another expansion side do you have you seen anything of them how, how is the you know how is it coming up against another expansion team that hasn't had a run out yet it's I think it's just leading into it. It's pretty daunting now. Like I know a couple of weeks ago, we can't wait to play round one. We can't wait to play round one. And then we're we're two weeks out, less than two weeks out. And we're like, oh, wow, it's just around the corner. Um, With Newcastle coming in, they're really an unknown team. But like us, we're also unknown. We've got a few, fair few names that 
we wouldn't have seen much footage of them coming through the years um, with the women's women's game, and so does the Newcastle. But it's just exciting to see the women's game kick off as a triple header come round one in Newcastle. So for us, it's just getting the our, our lungs kicking and just seeing what's there in Newcastle. Um, but we're really looking forward to just going and showcase the women's game. Yeah, yeah. Now. Just give me a quick run through. Um, there's a lot of fresh faces here in Parramatta. Is there anyone that's really impressed you in pre-season that we're really looking forward to seeing out there? Ooh. I would... I've got to go with Philomena Hanesi. Yeah. She's a little young up-and-coming prop. Um, she would have played State of Origin the last two years. She's only prop 20... Well, she's just turned 21, so she's another baby of the team. We've got your likes of, like, Abby Church, killing it at fitness, loves the chat. Um, she makes running look effortless. We're here with heavy breathing, and she just keeps on talking, like she said, running and having a normal conversation, like she's not dying like the rest of us. Don't you hate people like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't, like, I struggle with the running, like, just being in the middle, you just... I love the tackling, but then like we all do is one person's strength is another person's weakness and we, it helps us on the field. So she's able to take an extra carry for me, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So the number 13 jersey for you this season? Wherever the coach puts me. I'll... That's such a diplomatic answer. Just Is that your spot? Is that what you prefer? Ideally, I think over the years playing front and row, has been fun and running into people has been fun, but looking at evolving my game and like watching your players like your Nathan Browns and your um, Cameron Murray and the way they play that lock position has been unreal and I would like to do the same. And hopefully I, you see me in a 13 jersey, regardless of where the coach puts me in, I'll, I'll do a good job at it. No worries. And will you be sticking it to the likes of Nathan Brown and Gutho, who I saw out there, if you are the first Parramatta Eels team to win a competition since 1986? Mate, have to. We've got to make it the boys and the girls. I know. It's been a long wait. And given this stadium here, it would be fitting if we could have a grand final here involving the Eels. Samaima Taufa, thank you so much. Very good luck this year. We can't wait to see how NRLW version 1 goes. And obviously the season later in the year when you get two bites of the cherries. Great. Hopefully. Hopefully we make it two year, well, two championship in one year. Fantastic. Thanks for your time. Thank you. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the Singing Preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.